about? Besides? Not your shitty audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, being healthy. It is hard though when like I don't know. And things pick, when, pick up and like when you've got stuff in the evenings kind of thing, it's just there's only options are what's sort of readily available or what you can eat on the way from point A to point B kind of thing or And then you yeah, you find yourself like you're trying to find time to do meal prep and then you're like, I already don't have enough time to make meals. Where am I going to have time to make like eight in advance? Yeah. I don't have time to cook myself meals for now, let alone for the rest of this week. And then like, there's all those people that are like, don't worry, this dinner only takes 30 minutes to make. And I'm like, 30 minutes? God damn it. I barely well, have that much time to like, <laughs> today I got home and I had 45 minutes to have a shower to cook my dinner and to look up news and find all the stuff I needed to find before the podcast. Like all these like perfect wife ladies from the fifties. I'm like, get out of here. I don't have time for you. And plus that's like, this only takes 30 minutes to prepare if you're a professional chef and can prep all this food in six minutes. Whereas the majority of us would take like an hour to get all these vegetables chopped and shit like that. And Uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when they're like, just have the vegetables prepped. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> if you need me to prep the vegetables, you cut up the vegetables for me. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody, with that delightful preamble. And Christy's mouthful. I'm, um, I'm eating steak, <laughs> so you should be jealous. You're not me. I was real good. And now it's just put out. I'm going to make it real obvious. I'm I'm, 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 I'm. It's great. Well, we just lost all our dance. listeners in the first two mm, minutes of the episode. Mm, mm, mm. Except, except for the one listener we have that's like into listening to women eat. Yeah, like into food play. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, chew more. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah, you tear right into that naughty piece of meat. Ugh, gross. Oh, yeah. Is that meat tough and raw? <laughs> Yeah, is it? Is it those, those are opposites. <laughs> Tough is meat it, is as well. Bloody? <laughs> is it? This, this makes me spiced? sad. Is, it spiced? is that a spicy yeah. meatball? Ooh, baby. <laughs> but yes, welcome to Dance for My Dance episode 74. Um, I can't believe we made it to 74 episodes. We have our 75th next week, which is crazy. I can't believe we're like 26 episodes away from doing 100 eps. That's right. Eps. By like, yeah, by uh, by like May, I guess, we'll be at 100. That's crazy. Yeah. I might be just in time for Infinity War. Ooh. Yeah. Wouldn't that be such a good 100th? Yeah, a good 100th be. episode. Like the end of Marvel Phase 3 or the start of the end, I guess, of Marvel Phase 3. Uh, something like that. I don't know how exactly yeah. it's supposed to work out. But <laughs> it's like a year-long end to the phase yeah, or some pretty shit. Pretty much. Oh, are we stopping using like Thor and Hulk and all them? Uh, that's the rumor. I think the, well, the Avengers movies like sort of seem to mark the end. Like the first Avengers movie was the end of Phase One. The second was the end of Phase Two. But then yeah. the third movie is two movies. So who knows? So it makes it harder to delineate, I guess. Well, I guess it's about time they start exploring new options because these actors don't want to be tied to these characters forever. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the word on the street too. Like the. Uh, Especially the main three don't seem to be super happy about like still being involved. So, yeah. Thor, um, Hemsworth, and yeah, Hemsworth, um, uh, Downey Jr. and Evans and Evans. Yeah, especially Evans. Evans has been looking like he's got wanderlust for years and years now. So, (laughs) yeah, and that's been popping up just this past week. There's been more him chatting more about that as well. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. 
I get him wanting to leave, but at the same time, Captain America reignited his career. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, hugely. He was still known as not another teen movie and the shitty human torch. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely. Well, I remember when they cast him and it's like torch? there still hasn't been one. <laughs> I know, but he was like the the ultimate shitty human torch. I don't know. Have you seen that shitty that shitty one from the eighties or whatever? Yeah, I have. It's no. a piece of garbage. Yeah. He's actually the high point of the uh those Fantastic Four movies. I find like Chris mm-hmm. Evans as Johnny Storm is probably like the best part of those movies. Um not that that's saying a lot, because <laughs> they're not damning by fame praise. Yeah, it's like dance robot dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, Bingo. Uh he's definitely the high point of those movies. Not again, mm-hmm. not saying a lot, but Yeah. Didn't he have like frosted tips? I think in the first one he did. Mm-hmm. That was so in. It was 2003, yeah. guys. What are you going to do? Yeah. It was a lifetime ago. It really was. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so this week we're going to be talking about geeky stuff as per usual. And uh, we're going to do a little Christmas episode. So if Mark, you want to throw in some little jingle bell sound effects, that'd be no, cute. No, not happening. Like, yeah. It's Mark's favorite time of year, everybody. Our Christmas episode. It's his favorite time of year. You, you can listen to Mark's Mark slowly, like his soul slowly dying. These well, episodes. Yeah. What what little of it is left? Yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> I'm pulling a Christmas this funny- week. I'm inking as opposed to like paying 100 percent attention to you guys this week. So. <laughs> I still yeah. pay attention. I just can't pay attention 100% because of my ADD. Yeah, that's a good excuse. I'm using that one this week. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway. And bah humbug to you too, Mark. Yeah, yep. bah humbug. <laughs> but you guys should see a picture of Mark's face. We should just like record a video of Mark's reactions to everything. Just being like, <laughs> I hate this. Well, one of the... The images we released for one of our Christmas episodes last year is literally Mark just like with his head in his hand being like, oh, yes. what, what, what have I signed up for? Why am I on this what podcast? Yeah, this? Picard, I was face <laughs> popping like a champ that night. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Was that the Christmas music episode you guys made me do last year? I, I think so. I think yeah, that was that one. And then we did, yeah, we but, did our, Christmas, our favorite TV episodes too. Yeah. Thank your lucky fucking stars that we're not making you do a Christmas music episode this year. Oh God, I'm I'm eternally grateful to both of you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. But before we get into the Christmas cheer that Mark so heatedly hates, <laughs> we're going to get into some uh, some news. Let's just jump right into it. And by right into it, I mean ten minutes into our podcast. <laughs> so, um couple of big things today is the um big really like premiere of star wars right like not in not worldwide no international well i, I don't know where mm. i don't know all the release dates but the premiere was last night i oh, think was it mm. uh the la premiere i think was last night yeah and john boyega was actually atlanta got like an inch and a half of snow and therefore shut the fuck down like all weekend <laughs> Granted, it didn't like melt until today, but John Boyega was in Atlanta and he got stuck in Atlanta and almost missed the premiere because of the snow and all the. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, I think he ended up getting out at like the very last minute and ended up making it to it. But yeah, there was a whole will they won't they thing about whether he would make it to the premiere or not. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm. Are you guys um, going to see it at midnight on Thursday? I haven't. No, I'm not going on midnight, but I'll probably be there Thursday or Friday for sure. 
I've got tickets for Saturday afternoon. So like a Saturday matinee. And then I'm going to uh, this huge big party that this uh, really adorable couple that lives in Atlanta put on uh, where they, they've done them in the past for like Lord of the Rings and for Harry Potter movies. And this is the first time they're doing one for uh, Star Wars. And this woman has like a huge like 10 foot by 10 foot model of Maz Kanata's castle. Oh, nice. Yeah, that she's put been working on for like months kind of thing. So we're planning for months and like started actually assembling left this past weekend. So yeah, it should be pretty, pretty fun. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the reviews for or the sort of the early reviews for Last Jedi are uh, overwhelmingly positive so far. So looks looks good. Oh, good. It's going to be hard to see Carrie Fisher and not feel sad. Yeah, that's going to be the roughest part, I think, for sure. Yeah, Uh, it'll be. You know what, though, like. The world's going to freak out. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I'm just excited that there's a new generation of Star Wars fans coming to life. You know, like I was the second or third generation of probably thir- third or fourth, actually, of being in love with Star Wars. Yeah. And now that there's like, you know, seven, we're on seventh, eighth and ninth. It's so awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited uh, in large part just to see uh, Mark Hamill's performance. Yes. That, Bring that back Hamill. Yeah, I've been highly anticipating, and uh, I felt that was one of the things I felt a little bit cheated on after the last movie. No, I was cool with it. Is, uh, we only got like the very last scene of him in there, kind of thing. But I thought it was perfect. I personally haven't watched any of the trailers. I have tried really hard not to like save like the first one that came out months ago. I, I watched that first trailer. If I have, I'm. I don't think I've watched any of the following trailers unless they came on like before a movie that i was seeing in the theater Mm -hmm. but i think only the original theatrical trailer i think i've only seen that one in the theaters like uh before you know like justice league or thor or whatever actually there when i went to go see i can't remember what movie it was but recently i went to go see a movie and the the trailer came on for the new like the new star wars trailer and i plugged my ears and covered my eyes i was like (laughs) absolutely not you will not force me to watch this yeah, I won't go that far to avoid a trailer. I just won't like go out of my way to watch second trailers in particular, as seems to be my policy in the last couple of years. And that's the thing, though. I don't like second trailers. They ruin it for you. They show you the whole movie. Like, look at Jurassic World that just came out. That was the whole. Or thing. you could have, yeah, or you could have a fucking first trailer that ruined the whole goddamn movie. That 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 was the first full trailer we got for Jurassic World. To be fair, the movie didn't look like super great to begin with so I like i'm so yeah. excited to see it just the <laughs> entertainment value of dinosaurs and that's mainly the reason i'm gonna still gonna go see it is because i have a lot of nostalgia for that franchise yeah. and i was a big fucking dinosaur nerd as a kid as like any kid growing up in the 80s was yeah so yeah so i'll definitely still go see it whether it's you know one of those things i see on release weekend or if i wait a couple weeks or whatever that'll that'll be the question I don't think I ever ended up seeing the last one in theaters. I think I saw it when it came out. I was just like, not. I was so unenthused by the time like all the reviews had gone through and I had a chance to go see it. I was like, I don't care that much anymore. So you and Stu, apparently Stu, Stu, apparently not a big fan of, uh, of these movies as he posted on. I love the first one. Like the original one's amazing. Well, yeah, like the uh, basically anything besides the original, it sounds like the uh, sequels have been a big diminishing returns. So whatever. I only uh, ever saw part of Jurassic World, I think it was. And no, Jurassic the, the, the Lost World. The Lost the World. The second one. And I I didn't hate it, but it wasn't it wasn't the first one, but it like it wasn't 
terrible. No, I'm not saying any of them are bad. I'm just saying diminishing returns. Like I just like yeah. the third the third one's bad. Yeah. The, oh yeah, is. the third one's terrible. Yeah. It's really <laughs> I bad. just you know what? I find that when I I don't know about you guys, but when I find that I really enjoy a franchise like for its first movie and then feel it starting to go downhill, I want to cherish liking the first movie so I don't force myself to watch Cut and Run. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Lord of the Rings, I will always watch the trilogy together because they were amazing. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's like The Hobbit. I don't need to see anything beyond the first one. I enjoyed the first one. I don't think I ever need to see any of those ever again, to be perfectly honest. Like, that was. But you guys are going to see them all again yeah, and you're going to be hammered. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I might show up like baked just to like start the night. <laughs> And then get Fair drunk enough. over the course of the night. Even even yeah. just being there, like without even the movies on, is just entertainment on its own for all of the hilarity that ensues at our marathons. I'm looking forward to being at one of those one day. Yep, <laughs> won't be too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Jurassic Park. I I love the first one. I think Jurassic World was definitely better than Jurassic Park three maybe better than the lost world it's I, I would have to like watch them side by side in order to sort of tell but i don't know we could have a whole episode on jurassic parks we could let's let's put it on the list mm-hmm. but let's keep moving along with news speaking of trailers though uh jessica jones season two trailer came out and i was not that impressed really i, I didn't actually watch the trailer i saw the release uh announcement and march 8th or something like that but i didn't actually watch the season two trailer it didn't really feel like jessica jones but it might have been i liked the music but i don't know if it fit with the trailer or like with jessica's character that shows probably like out of the bunch of them the one that actually has to move on from its first season the most like it's going to be mm-hmm. a different animal going forward i guess just because it's not the first one's so informed by uh Kilgrave and like the whole purple man thing going on now that you're past yeah. that, it's just like the fallout of that. And then I guess going after like whatever that experiment was that they were talking about hinting at at the end of season one. So mm-hmm. I guess like that's the show that's got the most like, yeah, it was great in season one, but it's also got the most room to falter, I guess, going forward. Yeah. So. And, and that first season was so like encapsulated too, right? Yeah. That if they dwell on it too much, it's going to seem like they're just trying to cash in on that again. Yeah. Rather than trying to do something different and cool. Yeah. It's it's another one that like maybe like Stranger Things, it's gonna have a hard time living up to that first season. Like people's expectations are gonna be so high and uh it'll be hard for them. I don't know. I think it's gonna be hard for them to match the intensity and the hype that that first season got. I agree. Even Daredevil couldn't like match that first season, like when they got to do season two. Yeah. So and they did do something significantly different than the first season, yeah. but it was still very difficult. You know, they, they were never going to be able to sort of catch that lightning in a bottle again. I like that saying. But yeah. So we'll see. Jessica Jones will... I mean, I, I still adore it, and I think it's my favorite out of all of them just because of the story. But I do think you're right that that was a lot to do with Kilgrave. So I'm intrigued to see what season two will be like and how she'll hold up on her own without like that like magnitude of a villain and the actor behind it. I really hope they get someone as strong as David Tennant, which is hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We'll see less than three months. Yeah. But, um, just, uh, going on to, uh, just a couple more things. Um, as a side note, cause we, again, we are recording relatively close to when we did last time, but there's a new old spice commercial with Terry Crews and it's pretty much just a Yule log (laughs) video. 
and it's Terry in a fire. So surrounded by all spice. What? <laughs> like he's in the the. He, it's like the Netflix burning thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, But it's an hour of Terry just like saying weird things in a Yule log fire. Huh. Hilarious. Huh. Yeah, and he just like shows up occasionally, and it's just like exploding and hilarious. So I would recommend everybody look up Ye Old Exploding Yule Log by Old Spice. I'll take a look. Yeah, it's pretty rad. <laughs> I love me some Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. He's great. And then the last thing that I really had was um, there is a new Rick and Morty miniseries coming to comics. And it's going to be following oh. the, um, uh, what are they called? Um... Oh, what are they called? Why am my brain sh- shutting off? I have. Let me find it. No, they were just in this newest season. The um, the team that got together and uh, a million oh, ants. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry, the Vindicators. Sorry, I I just found yeah. the article again. But yeah, they're going to be releasing <laughs> a comic, like a forty a forty page issue of the Vindicators, mm. and it looks like. Rick and Morty Presents will focus on learning the secret stories and hidden paths of your favorite Rick and Morty characters, and each issue will focus on different side characters in the franchise. And it'll be a quarterly huh. series containing one-shot 40-page issues. So the uh, the first Rick and Morty comics that came out a couple years ago now are, like, super hot because it hadn't really, like, on gained yet. the cult following that it has now. And so they are, like, super expensive and, like, and really hot books to trade on right now, so... Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've kind of become like the modern, like Walking Dead number one sort of thing. So, yeah. if you guys ever see like those early issues of Rick and Morty comics, pick them for cheap, pick them up. Nice. Well, yeah. So I'm sure these will sell out so fast. But yeah, the first episode, the first comic is going to focus on the Vindicators, and it's going to be about them traveling through time as they seek to develop a team where heroes make a terrible mistake and create a villain. The comic promises to have you gasp in shock and awe at the plot twists and previously irrelevant characters revive the dead. <laughs> also, you will found in frustration as you for- and you forget the complicated history, uh, backstory of suddenly important mythic items. So, uh, I don't know. I, I might have to pick that up. I feel like that would be hilarious. I, I had to cut myself off from uh, like buying comic book tie-ins of like, TV shows and other properties that I follow that I enjoy because it just would have ended up being way too much. Like there, there is so much stuff out there. Like I collected Transformers comics for a while. And then I was just like, no, why am I doing this? They're not as good as the story or the cartoons. And well, they're not as good as the, your memory of the cartoons, I guess is probably true. true, Because the cartoons, they don't hold up so great, but yeah, but yeah, a lot of stuff like that, where I was just like, I could, you know, see myself getting into this, but I just can't do it. I think that's fair. There comes a point too when you you collect so many comics as it is, Tim. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that is all the uh, news I have right now. Do you have anything to add, Tim or Mark? I got a couple things to add. Um, one, and uh, we talked about this a little bit last week um, about the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek mm-hmm. idea. So that is is apparently greenlit now. Yeah. And on top of that. Patrick Stewart has said that he would be willing to return to Picard for a Pat for a Star Trek Quentin Tarantino directed Star Trek movie. <laughs> That's All awesome. Fucking in for that. <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, I have no idea if his Tarantino's pitch has anything at all to do with 
Picard or Next Generation stuff, but I don't know. This is a total tangent. He was on he was on the Nerdist like a couple months ago, and I think that's kind of where all of this stems from. He was talking about like how he would want to reboot Star Trek, and like Tarantino was, yeah, Tarantino. And mm-hmm. the specific thing he brings up is actually yesterday's Enterprise, like the the episode where the Enterprise C comes back, mm-hmm. and like that one. That's the one he brought up, which I think is why everybody keeps talking about TNG in relation Next. to him. From, from like that interview, he seemed like a like a '60s Kirk and Spock guy. So I don't mm-hmm. know if like you're going to end up seeing like Patrick Stewart show back up in his movie. It feels more like this will be like the next Chris Pine. A Chris Pine, movie. yeah. So the new Kelvin verse, yeah. I mean, that'd be cool, but it'd be real cool if they brought Patrick Stewart back. I I would love to see Patrick Stewart uh, as Picard again because that would be. Like, that's my childhood for the most mm-hmm. part. So I would mm-hmm. be totally in for that. But I'm not holding my breath, assuming that that's going to be what's going to happen. So I can't see Tarantino ever wanting to work with uh, with Janeway. No, I think uh, I, think you're, <laughs> I think you're a SOL on that one. I don't think I'd want him to do that. Yeah, I don't know that that's a Tarantino type crew to work with. But I don't know. It's... I just don't know what to make of this one yet, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm still up in the like. I want to see it like crazy, but like I don't know where that's gonna go. So that's gonna be super weird, but everyone will pay to see it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It'll probably be like the most profitable Star Trek movie ever made, <laughs> which would be that's hilarious. Funny. But but yeah, is there anything else to add before we move on? There's oh the, there's that uh, Meet the Spider or uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse trailer oh, right. that I shared I totally on our page this week. That. Which uh, is animated, but looks really like high quality for an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales too, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time that we're seeing Miles Morales. It doesn't look like it's MCU. Uh, looks like sort of a separate universe or something like that than uh, the MCU stories, but yeah. uh, still looks looks really really cool. Yeah, I was I liked um, the first trailer. I thought it was going to be Danny Glover. Or Donald Glover, mm-hmm. Donald Glover, voicing him. So I'm a little disappointed it's not. But at the same time, he is in the uh, MCU now. So we'll see how that goes. That's the power, yeah. no less. It's pretty exciting. He could be a villain at some point. Yeah. So. Um, what else did I have? Uh, either of you guys watch or listen to uh, Welcome to Night Vale? Um, not regularly. Yeah, same. I, I've listened to the first, like, 150 of them. But eventually, uh, it's a hard show to binge. So... I've never really like <laughs> caught up, caught up to it. I do like it. It's a whole, it's yeah. an awesome show. Is this the TV show thing? They're they're making a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FX is developing a TV show of it now. So it's oh cool. Yeah, for any of our listeners that don't know about Welcome to Night Vale, I don't know a lot about it. Mark's probably the person to talk about it more than I am. But it's essentially sort of a semi. It's it's like basically classic horror movies meet like a Prairie Home Companion kind of thing yeah that's yeah, a it's a pretty good way of explaining it <laughs> yeah so like it's this world where just monsters and stuff like that are an everyday occurrence so you have like these weird news reports and stuff like that about like swamp monsters and wolfmen and vampires and squid monsters and aliens all this and like, kind of time yeah. time uh like weird portals showing up in the middle of the fucking town and stuff like that yeah it's a weird what's the cloud Oh, uh, I can't remember now. Like the poison cloud or whatever. It's something like that, right? 
I yeah. can't remember anymore. Um, I have the book that I, I started reading and realized I need to listen to the podcast yeah. to really get into. Yeah, they're at like, um, they must be at like 400 episodes. Plus there's a spinoff series now too or something like that. So. Oh, Alice isn't dead. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. Really good. Yeah, it is like one of the biggest podcasts that is out oh, yeah. there right now and still still being made kind of thing. But so, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how it transfers to a TV show, but sounds interesting anyways. Well, more genre stuff. There's another podcast called Lore that is now on, like has yep. a TV show Amazon on Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, so. Hmm. I listen to Lore pretty regularly. Oh, apparently Nightfield's only got 115 episodes. What the hell was I on? I don't know. Right? Yeah, more too many edibles again. I was in Hamilton last night, so crack is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else? I mean, the internet kind of went crazy about the second trailer for Ready Player One. Mm. But I like the animation style they're using for the in-game world. Yeah, looks pretty pretty interesting. Looks pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, what, what was I going to say about that too? Oh, and there was also um, a lot of. Uh, stuff going around the internet today about the poster for it where one of the dude's legs is like super long like somebody really fucked up on this poster and like his right leg is, Let me see. his right leg is like six feet long or something like that so it's the, it the poster right where he's like holding on to the holding on to some posts like climbing up something kind of thing yeah apparently a lot of people have been poking fun at that the first thing that i saw when i saw like oh people are making fun of this poster was that like he's got his hands wrapped around like two big poles i was like okay so somebody photoshopped dicks in his hands right (laughs) but no apparently that was not it i'm trying to find the picture yeah well why oh that's hilarious (laughs) oh that's so bad yeah yeah somebody fucked up on that one pretty big what did what were they thinking? <laughs> now Mark's allowing Someone to look was like, it it's actually accurate. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. Exactly. Someone compared it to SpongeBob on stilts. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Wow. Fucked up. Yeah. There's apparently a lot of shaking up going on in the leadership of the uh, DC Extended Universe right now as well, including their basically saying that Zack Snyder doesn't have, or they don't have any plans to have him helm any movies anytime soon, which everybody kind of expected at this point. Uh, well, I guess, you know, maybe depending on how Justice League had done, it could come out differently, but what else? I think there's also been some shakeups in terms of Jeff Johns's involvement in the whole thing as well, because he's been, had a lot of say apparently over the films. So yeah, we'll see where that goes and, how that affects the movies going forward. I saw the Affleck story pop up again this week. So, so much so that they're like, John Hamm is being approached and stuff like that. So I was like, just make a fucking decision guys. I'm over it. About like being Batfleck? Yeah. yeah. Well, it wouldn't be Batfleck, but yeah. yes, but John Hamm is apparently, Hamfleck. And, and yeah, <laughs> Hamfleck. John Hamm is apparently also gunning for that as well now. So yeah. it sounds like he is fully on board if they do want to talk for that. Batman. I don't know about that one. I don't know. He could He could be. I'd be down. Yeah, I don't know. He's suave as hell when he wants to be. Yeah, that's true. It would be cool to see him maybe do like a period Batman. Like do like a 70s or 80s Batman or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, because I guess they're thinking of letting Ben go because of what he's being accused of, right? Uh, no, I think it's more just that Affleck is, well, they won't dang it more than anything. Mm. 
Um, it sounds like they're happy to have him play Batman as long as he wants to. Because, uh, I mean, regardless of what you thought of Justice League, I was I was pretty happy with uh, the Batflex stuff overall. And I, I've seen very few people that had much issue with that part of it, at least. What's everybody's problem with this poster? His leg's too long? Yeah. Yeah, his leg is ridiculous. His right leg is way too long. The thing is, he's a tall guy, but it's obviously been like they a tried little to, like, bit warped. It. Yeah. Mark's like, mm, I'm a graphic designer, and I don't think so. <laughs> no, I can see why people like, are tripped up by it. The perspective is it's the perspective. But it definitely looks like it was it it was skewed and then flattened again. So it's hard to yeah. see. Yeah. It's a shit poster, regardless. Like that like, tells you nothing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's see. Christy, there's one I wanted to get your take on. Okay. Uh, what is your feeling on Johnny Depp in the Fantastic Beast world and all of the uh, that's been going on with that and Rowling's uh, response? Wait, do we need? Maybe I should bullshit. Yeah, maybe I should give a little bit of background first. So Johnny Depp is cast as Grindelwald, Grindelwald. in uh, the next Fantastic Beast movie, which is called The Crimes of Grindelwald, and a lot of people because the Harry Potter movies have generally been sort of this like bastion of purity and and goodness and stuff like that in a lot of people's lives and so many people are like super identify with that fandom now people are upset that johnny depp has been casting them considering the uh, everything that went down with him and amber heard a couple of years ago uh, where there was like it it never really came out like there were allegations of domestic abuse eventually they came out and like sort of jointly put a statement saying like we just had a really like passionate relationship and a lot of time there you know there were a lot of like heated exchanges and stuff like that so it sounds like it might have been kind of from both sides or her bank account got significantly larger before she left that too yeah so she's reneged a few times about that yeah because of that and all the controversy surrounding it, people are saying like that his presence in the Potter world has sort of is tainting things now. Mm-hmm. So, Christy. Well, okay. Here's what I think, and this is just a humble Potter fan's thoughts on it. But I think J.K. Rowling's statement. She released a statement saying that she still supported the casting. That we do not know the intricacies of that relationship, and. She's enjoyed working with Johnny Depp and hasn't witnessed any issues. He's been nothing but cordial, blah, 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 blah. And she stands behind the casting. Of course, he's going to be on his fucking best behavior, given everything that's happening in Hollywood right now. First thing I'll say is I think he's terrible casting just because he's terrible casting. (laughs) It makes no sense. I think people are just, I don't know what people see in Johnny Depp anymore. I get that he can be a real good actor. But, like, he's annoying. There are other dudes. <laughs> there are other dudes who can play characters. Why not have just kept Colin Farrell? He was phenomenal. Excuse me, though Colin Farrell's had his own share. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, with Johnny Depp, it goes beyond him being, in, in a lot of people's opinions, like, a strange choice for that character. But J.K. Rowling has always been this, like, beacon of positivity and femininity and social justice. So for her to neglect the issues it comes off that she's more worried about you know the money it would take to reshoot if they were to because at this point they can't take johnny depp out and that's what fans have to realize is that it's wonderful that the me too campaign is released but at the same time that doesn't erase all of the art and movie and film and you know all these things that were made by abusers and it's unfortunate that we can't erase it and we can't replicate it, but 
Fantastic Beasts was already well, well, well into production. And to go back now, you'd be robbing them of the actual film. Mm-hmm. And I get where J.K. Rowling is coming from. I just think it's a really unfortunate situation because if Johnny Depp is an abuser, which we tend to believe the victim, then I really hope that his work peters out after this. But for now, we have him as Grindelwald. Moaning and wailing and and crying about it isn't going to change it. People are aware now. There's not much more you can do at the present time with that particular. Yeah, it's either film. just like don't go see the movie or, you know, whatever, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to, you know, blame JK Rowling because, like, she's not always in charge of casting. She's historically pretty protective of the properties and, and licensing and everything, though. And I wouldn't be surprised if she did sort of have final say over casting decisions or, or at least significant influence in casting decisions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why she ended up choosing him. I really don't. Well, he's kind of guaranteed box office in theory. Like if you're taking that out into consideration, like his movies tend to perform. I mean, not, I guess not all the time. Cause that what was the last one. Pirates. No, no, no. The other one, he did, um, the Lone Ranger and that like fucking bombed hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, yeah. That why did. the hell would they well, he wasn't, he wasn't the lead in that. But yeah. Yeah. So culturally inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just Jack Sparrow and white face paint. It's another. It, it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole Grindelwald thing. That that's definitely not a black and white issue sort of thing, and it's it's difficult to treat it as such. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm saying. Is that there's only so much you can be angry about and be, you know, an act change. But in this particular mm-hmm. moment in time with this particular franchise, the movies were already made. So unless you want them to just kibosh the films, you know, yeah. nothing's going to be able to be done. When's that due out? Next year. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's holiday next year, maybe. Okay. The Potter movies generally seem to be holiday releases. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out against Star Wars next year then? Oh, no. Star Wars isn't next year, is it? No. Uh, uh, on Solo. Solo, yes. I think, is. Oh, is that I, summer twenty eighteen? Yeah, it's I think summer. it's next summer. Well, we'll see where that goes since they yeah. changed directors, though. But I'm pretty sure that was the one. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that is in summer. I think that might have been the one that was supposed to be in summer and then got pushed back to winter. Well, maybe that would be an interesting battle to see who would win against a box office like Harry Potter or wasn't, Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Wasn't Rogue One against Fantastic Beasts though? No, they both did fucking gangbusters yeah. i don't think they came out that closely together i remember i seem to remember fantastic beast was out for a while by the time maybe november or something yeah, like that by really. the time rogue one had come out i didn't see fantastic beast till home video so i don't know but like i ran out and saw star wars fun. so <laughs> it was really yeah. fun i still haven't seen fantastic beasts oh, but I'm, not. I, I'm the th- I'm the least Potterhead of all of us. I did. I'm the only one of us that's been to fucking the Wizarding World, though. That's not true. Twice. Why well, you haven't been to Diagon Alley? I have. No, I've been to Diagon Alley. I haven't been. <laughs> no. You've been to Ho- Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. You haven't been to Diagon Alley. That's the new part. Yeah, I haven't been to Diagon Alley. Um, the last piece of news I have is actually just broke today at like four o'clock, and is actual good news coming out of the U.S. government. 
Trump apparently signed a directive that authorizes NASA to return American astronauts to the moon. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about that as somebody that has had ties to NASA in the past and done NASA funded research in the past and still has a lot of friends that are tied to that. Um, I'm glad to see that there is funding going into NASA and its related endeavors and stuff like that and support. I keep forgetting you did that, Tim. That's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, and and it's sort of with an eye to uh, a Mars mission as well, which has always sort of been in the their their long term goal for the next like five years or so as well. So, um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is it's something that has been talked about for a long time. So it's not necessarily that Trump deserves a lot of credit for. He basically just signed something that said, "Like, yeah, I'm good with this." Probably didn't even realize what he was signing. Yeah, he wants to live on Mars. Yeah, I would not. I would be okay because a trip to Mars, as of right now, is a one-way fucking trip. Yeah, it's, it's not a return mission, so I'm perfectly okay with Trump going on that trip. <laughs> How long does it take to get to Mars? I'm. I don't remember. It's at least on the order of months. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's years. I think it's. I think it's a few months or something like that. But I can't remember off the top of my head. But that was all the other stuff that I had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, then, I think it's time that we move on to our Geek of the Week. It begins, Mark. <sighs> but yeah, Mark's, let's Mark's questioning his life decisions again. It's you like know a, what? While he's questioning his life decisions, now. we'll let him... we'll let him think about what that is why don't you start us off tim with your geekiest thing of the week let's see mine is probably that uh i finally am mostly if not entirely caught up with all of the uh wb dc flareverse tv shows so uh i got through yeah it took it took a while but luckily now that some of the other shows are are on their like mid-season breaks i was able to dedicate some time to that over the weekend uh, in the last like week mm-hmm. or so. So yeah, and I got through the through Crisis on Earth X, which I really enjoyed. Mark and I, I was blowing up Mark's uh, phone while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. It had some had some great moments in it. It wasn't wasn't perfect, but uh, I was overall really pleased with it. And uh, they brought back some old characters from the shows that were nice to see again. And they introduced some new characters that are you know sort of. C-list or lower like DC characters that I was happy to see back, like the the Ray, uh, who's a classic like Earth X Freedom Fighters character, and uh, yeah, overall I thought it was I thought it was done really well. So I'm, I'm and I th- I think I'm like one episode behind on Arrow now, uh, and I'm like halfway through the most recent episode of Supergirl, so I'm damn close to being completely caught up at this point. You were totally fine with the wedding then uh what with with ollie and felicity getting married as well as Flash well, with, iris. Her, with her with her interrupting barry and iris's wedding to barry and iris's get, wedding. get themselves married i was just like oh felicity <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> uh yeah i didn't have a big problem with it but i i do Was this on the flash uh, it was it was the end of this like four episode crossover right so it was really technically on legends of tomorrow actually i think yeah, because it wasn't really like 
they were basically like they were numbered as episodes of each individual show, but it was basically one like four episode crossover. Like it wasn't like the Flash episode just focused on the Flash characters, yeah. which is kind of what they did with the Invasion crossover, year, and it yeah. didn't work quite as well. Yeah. But with this one, it was really just like all of the characters are on all of the episodes. So it ended up being like a three hour, three and a half hour, like movie ostensibly. Yeah. Or something like that kind of thing or miniseries rather than like event miniseries rather than, uh, you know, four sort of tenuously linked individual episodes. So which is one of the things I think that made it work better than the last year's, especially. Yeah. Than the invasion crossover. Yeah. So and at the end of it, the beginning of it, Flash or Barry and Iris's wedding gets interrupted by basically Nazis. What? Yeah, and, and everybody's there already, right? Because they're all friends, and they even gave Kara Supergirl an invite, and she came like from the other universe and everything. And yeah, their wedding gets interrupted, and the end of it is basically them just finally like tying the knot. Like they actually have Diggle marry them because he's ordained already, and then it's just. Barry and Iris and uh, Ollie and Felicity there and there has been this whole like will they won't they thing between Ollie and Felicity about whether they were going to get married again Oliver wanted to Felicity's like no I'm good with things how they are and finally Felicity breaks down and says like what the fuck you only live once let's get married again in the middle and has Diggle marry them as well in, in the, the middle, middle of their of their of Barry and Iris's ceremony. wedding yeah oh, that's yeah. shitty yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like but I mean um, Fuck you! She, they throw the flash. <laughs> the flash writers throw some shade at it in the next episode. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. They did, but other yeah. than that, Constantine's there. That's all I care about now. Yes, that was the other exciting thing. Is at the end of the last episode of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, they brought Matt Ryan back into the that world, which I'm uh, or Constantine, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Because he really was perfect casting for that character, and that is a series I feel like didn't get a fair shake from the network. Well, hopefully this does well, and he'll get another shot. Well, he's already got an animated series. Yeah, I want the real thing, though. Although I kind of yeah. want it on, like, Netflix, because... It's a better character for Netflix or HBO or yeah, some, something, Showtime or something, something like where that. where they can go a little bit more adult, I guess. Although... Yeah. I don't know if anybody at Standards and Practices really watches the CW stuff anymore because <laughs> at least Supernatural, like now that they're 13 years in, like sometimes they do gore and I'm just like, how are they getting away with this on TV? It's like, oh, nobody's even watching them anymore. So they just yeah. put through like whatever. <laughs> it's just funny. Nice. Right. Yep. So that was my Geek of the Week is getting all caught up on those shows. Nice. Finally. What about you, Mark? What was your geekiest thing? Well, I think we talked about like me going to see the Rio Statics last week. Did go to that show. It was fun. But I did. I beat Wolfenstein 2 this week, finally. Mm-hmm. It's only been nice. like going on for a month. It should not have taken me this long. <laughs> Game is crushingly fucking difficult. I think I had to crank it down to like from normal to easy about halfway through the game because I was getting just decimated i'd like i'd respawn and then die within like 30 seconds i'm like this isn't even fun anymore like i'm not even i saw that happening to my mark too yeah yeah that happened to me in a couple areas of uh breath of the wild as well yeah like nope can't do this yet at first that happens in breath of the wild a lot (laughs) yeah but wolfenstein was like they designed it to be like crushingly difficult but it doesn't it didn't scale really well so i I, me and a lot of people that i know or that i follow online were like yeah, I just turned it down to like very easy just so that I can, you know, play the game and enjoy it as opposed to like just so you get the story getting fucking wrecked every time you like load into a map or something like that. It was pretty intense. Well, it's not fun. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And at least in Breath of the Wild, like you most of the 
enemies, there is a way to just sort of sneak around them kind of thing or like, you know, cl- like climb up a cliff instead of fighting them or whatever. So yeah, not so- I don't I get the feeling that's probably not the case in Wolfenstein. <laughs> not so much. Not so much in Nazi land. No, it was uh, it was very yeah. much like if they can see you, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And there's 25 of them right where you spawn. Yeah. So I was like, um, this is this sucks. So but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Those games are, are like masterpiece like graphically and stuff like that they look amazing and they play like they're a lot of fun to play but it's just like this is way too difficult so um no i'm looking forward to like now that uh like i'm in my last week of this contract like i get some time to kind of do my own thing which is probably going to be beat horizon zero dawn finally it's real good yeah yeah so that that's kind of my really enjoy it now yeah that's kind of my my christmas like going into the new year adventure i think we'll be getting through horizon before um red dead 2 comes out so mm-hmm. that will yep. be the next one i'm excited for so i've uh, that's actually my geek of the week is that i've been playing just a ton of horizon zero dawn and it's it's real fun really you're not going to talk about what we did last night well you didn't talk about what we did last <laughs> night well that's because yeah, i have to concerts all the time yeah exactly it's always me at a concert so that's true. So last night, Mark and I went to go see the National. He um, wonderfully gave me a ticket to use and come and enjoy with him to the uh, to the concert in Hamilton, and it was rad. It was funny to watch. <laughs> it was funny just to watch the entire just like band get drunker and drunker as the night went on. <laughs> Particularly uh, the lead singer. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Matt. He was. Uh, yeah, he was just getting like ripped. he was pretty blitzed by the end yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he blew out his voice yeah but that was kind of funny and uh he just was talking about how he was drinking like what he called a cincinnati sunrise yeah and something like that white wine and tequila they're just Oof. like ew yeah. yeah i think that's pretty much what they said on stage too was like that's disgusting why are you drinking that <laughs> Yeah, but no, the national the national was awesome last mm-hmm. night. So the only the only downside. Oh right. Uh, and I I appreciate Mark for keeping us cool. I almost didn't. There were two guys behind us who were just like bros, like just <laughs> asshole dickhead bros, and that always some at every show. And they were just screaming at each other throughout the whole night about excuse me just like conversational shit they weren't even talking about the national but they loved the national like they would sing every song yeah. very loudly and then at one point they were talking about farts for like 10 minutes and i was like i'm trying to enjoy my girl like how dare you talk about farts during this beautiful song it was pretty funny I did restrain myself from like turning around. Usually that would be where I would turn around and like, guys, like I did not fucking pay however much I paid for these fucking tickets for you to, to sit here and listen to you two idiots talk. But oh God, I figured Christy would like completely lose her mind if I turned around and started yelling at these guys. So I, I wouldn't have lost not to. my mind. I just would have sunk into my chair yeah, or like suddenly disappeared. And Mark would have been yeah. like, where'd Christy go? And I would have been like, Hey, here's a picture of me at home. Bye. Yeah, pretty much. She, you live three minutes from that venue, so I mean, it would have been pretty easy for you to get home. So yeah, but there is that. I appreciate you. I I almost turned around a few times just to be like, guys, I can't hear the band that is coming through every goddamn speaker because you are yelling about farts. Yeah. <laughs> they were by far in my in my 
long history of going to concerts. They were some of the worst like concert neighbors to have oh that I've ever had. So it's pretty funny. And it was like they kept talking about having to, and it's one of my I hate the saying so much, but take a piss. <laughs> they got up like four times during the show. They I was were like, why so even so drunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, why even go to the show at that point? You're just gonna spend the whole time pissing. And That's the other thing was they were at the show the previous night in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, why are you here? Big national fans, apparently. Stupid bros. <laughs> yeah. So much so that they wanted to talk through the whole fucking show. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I respect the hard the hardcore who will go to multiple shows on one tour, but not if I gotta sit in front of them and listen to them like I had to last night. So whatever. Right, yeah. Them. yeah, Chrissy was pretty upset. So. I was like, <laughs> I was starting to get like, you know when you get that kind of like antsy because every time you hear them start to talk. You just like are angry. Yeah. So that's how I was feeling. Like every time yeah. they made a noise, I was just like, I'm a crew. Didn't even matter if they were just like coughing. Yeah. That's how I almost got my ass kicked uh, after one of the Captain America movies. Oh, that's right. You told this story on the podcast before. It's a, what it's was yeah. this again? Oh, I, yeah, I've told it before, but the short version is that I turned around and called this girl, or I told this girl to shut the fuck up. And uh, at the end, her and her friends came and found me including a couple pretty big dudes and uh started hassling me oh, and yeah. i told the girl she was being an inconsiderate oh cunt God, and, yeah <laughs> luckily i was at a like sort of entertainment district that had security and they came up and shooed these guys away from me instead of me well, getting my ass kicked. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep that's scary <laughs> Not not my finest moment, but I just I just don't suffer fools gladly. I don't think uh, I don't think those two guys would have put up much of a fight if I had gotten into it with them because they were drunk enough. I probably could have thrown one of them over the balcony and finished. That's his what job. he kept saying he was going to do. <laughs> was like, push, he was like, "I'm just going to throw him over the balcony." I'm just going to throw him over the balcony, and I was like, "Oh." One of them would have gone right over. It would have been really easy to just push the one over and finish the other one off, and it would have been like five <laughs> seconds worth of work. Everybody would have been happy. Yep, I should have killed the Except guy. Except the police. <laughs> and the and the person underneath them that they fell on probably yeah dance robot dance does not advocate murder nope <laughs> yeah no but yeah even if even if you're a total dick yeah <laughs> if you're really annoying at a concert just be aware I'm I'm around and shit happens sometimes so but yeah and is pretty close to murder at any given time <laughs> yeah especially after an hour of listening to them definitely was close yeah. oh <laughs> god. It was awful. Anyway, so that was uh, that was my geek of the week, and uh, with that, I think it's time that we get to the meat of the episode. Christmas Yule meat, mince meat pie. What's what's like a good Christmassy jingle that we can do right here? We just did jingle bell. No, we didn't do jingle bells. What do we do? Deck the halls with meat and sausage. La 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 la. Meat meat meat. <laughs> I like it. Mark's like, I'm going to have to listen to this three times as I do passes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my life. The one episode Mark just does not edit at yeah. all. Just yep. throws it up raw. <laughs> That's why I'm not talking a lot so that I don't have a lot of editing to do. It's just the two of you going back and forth for the most part. Nah, I'm sorry you'll have to mute all of my... <sighs> I do it every week gladly. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Christy's annual revenge for the uh, all the elf and other jokes that we pass at her in particular that mark levies at her i haven't done anything of the sort in a long time (laughs) 
<laughs> Anything. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you guys what I bought Mark. <laughs> what, this Mark? No, my Mark. Podcast Mark or your Mark? My Mark. Oh, yeah, right. Is it an elf costume? No. God, no. So, oh, the elf onesie? I was... Where your head, no. where your head looks out of the mouth. Oh, <laughs> no. Like that's her. That's her. Um, her Christy, that's Christie's nightmare for tonight. That's, oh, how, that's how Christy gets over this whole thing. Is to like make love to Al. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, we've oh, gone oh, down a path, sick. folks. So sick. <laughs> Don't talk about that. <sighs> <laughs> no, I had. Uh. What? Now I have a mental image, uh. and I'm really disturbed by it. <laughs> No, I was so mad. I came home yesterday from the national, and mm, sorry, <sighs> and um, my mark was watching fucking Pee Wee Herman's Christmas special, and I hate. <laughs> I saw him post that. I liked his post that he was watching. Yeah. I, no, I, I love Pee Wee. Fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because Cherry's got a giant mouth. Care. I don't know. Talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll tell you when it's when Christmas is past. <laughs> so we're talking it's cri- okay. Christmas, Christy. Yeah. So we're we're getting into some of our favorite Christmas movies this week, ladies and gentlemen. We figured this was a good week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're okay. You want to take I'm a good, minute? Do you want to take a minute? I'm good. <laughs> Just power through, Christy. Come on. Okay. Oh, you can do it. We I've believe in it. you. I've had a few take like this. <laughs> Uh, so, ooh, okay. So we thought this would be a good week to do a Christmas episode with movies because it gives you two weeks to watch, um, to find and watch some of these movies. So we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite three three of our favorite movies and one our each favorite in three categories is what I should say. So we each get one favorite per category. And the categories we're going to be talking about tonight. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. You might have to edit throw this out. Okay. No. Ugh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's just the sex with Alf thing really fucked me up. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't imagine it just the way the body would move. Stop. The, stop thinking about it. <laughs> like, oh, and the cat oh, breath. Oh, it's so gross. Okay. Just think what he could do with that schnoz, oh. though. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, <sighs> okay. <sighs> so, okay. <sighs> Here, I'll, I'll give Christy a minute. Okay. So I uh, yeah, Christy was saying it's because it's still still a couple weeks, uh, actually two weeks today from the night we're recording this to Christmas, and I actually haven't started watching Christmas movies yet this I've year. Watched, like, two. Uh, yeah, I, I've been watching. Uh, while I did like Christmas decoration, I like list, I've been listening to music for a week or two, like more or less since American Thanksgiving, and I watched some episodes of the great Christmas light fight while I was doing some wrapping this week, but I haven't actually broken into like the full on holiday specials and Christmas movies and stuff like that yet. So this is getting me in the spirit. I've even got my, uh, my eggnog this week is my cocktail festive cocktail, uh, nicely blended with some 
good good old dark rum. Nice. Okay, you back now? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Woo. Good. So, um, this is a side <laughs> note. I woke up the other night and I almost puked because um, I had this really bad dream about. Have you guys ever seen Sleepaway Camp? I feel no. like I have, but it's been a long time. Yeah, there's just a really creepy villain in Sleepaway Camp. Where the end, it's like revealed that it's been a, a boy all along. He's like hissing and freaking out, and it's just like his mouth is wide open. I just it's like it was awful. Anyway, so okay, so the categories ugh, we're gonna be talking about today, and what uh, we're picking from. Our, our favorite Christmas movies from childhood, because last year we did our favorite TV specials, but we're just picking one childhood Christmas movie. And then what's our favorite B kind of um, level movie? And that's like, you know, kind of like the the lesser known, potentially lesser known Christmas movies that you might have missed if you weren't, if you didn't grow up around them. Or it's like just one that you've caught once or twice and you just really enjoy it, but it's not like a regular Christmas special kind of thing. It's not one of the top like, Maybe one of those shitty Hallmark ones or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the other one that we're going to be talking about is what is there a movie that you watch because of tradition? And then what's your all-time favorite? So I guess there's four. I apologize. There's four categories. I got real distracted by pukes. So yeah, <laughs> so we'll just go through and say what our favorite movie is and why we really loved it. What about that particular movie? Like when we saw it the first time and why we love it. And maybe like one of our favorite lines are favorite parts of the movie and uh, why we'd recommend it so that gets you into the holiday season you know free dance robot dance mention on the next podcast for those who guess what mark's favorite christmas movie is <laughs> we'll, we'll gladly i might surprise you <laughs> actually you know what i i was joking around um with mark of geeks with kids and um he was saying he's kind of he was like, I haven't even been mentioned on your podcast yet. So this is my shout out to Mark from Geeks with Kids. I'm I'm mentioning you and making you uh, dance robot dance famous. So there you go. Yeah. He has been pretty active on our Facebook. and that's Yeah. He's nice. awesome. He's always talking. It's great. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, gotta, we haven't given our congratulations to Geeks with Kids for getting an episode oh, out yeah. there. Congrats, Geeks with Kids. Sister podcast. They just couldn't bear to have us surpass them no. an episode count <laughs> it's entirely the motivation it's not i actually really enjoyed that i really enjoyed their episode i thought it was it was fun to listen to i only got to the first like hour before i had to like stop listening because i was uh, i got home but i really i enjoyed what i listened to but yeah welcome back geeks with kids hopefully we'll be chasing you for a while i want to see more of your episodes out but yeah so anyway uh, let's let's start let's start this, uh, this round off. So why don't we get the ball rolling with what was your favorite Christmas movie from childhood? Oh my god, I'm so into this, guys. <laughs> what was your favorite childhood Christmas movie? And uh, Mark, let's start with you so you can end your suffering quickly. <laughs> I guess as a kid. Oh, what's a Christmas movie? I don't know. What? You, what do you mean? What's know. a Christmas movie? Actually, I'm just kidding. Uh, Gremlins would be one of those movies that i'll go back to at the around the christmas time because it is it is set at christmas most yeah. of my answers are more or less there are movies that are set at christmas not necessarily <laughs> that are christmas movies no that's yeah. fair so that's Gremlins is one of those one yeah that that uh recently has been sort of come into vogue as a christmas movie yeah which i find surprising because it's like very much set like right at the holiday season and stuff like that and it's like it's an mm. awesome movie so you should you go set ghostbusters too because that's that's set around new year New Year's, not the same. 
I can also say ba- I can also say Batman Returns, but I fucking hate that movie. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't really need to see Danny DeVito like lecherously perving on everything that walks for two hours in his soiled long johns. Oh, gross. yeah, super oh. gross. Whoever Danny DeVito put Danny DeVito into a fucking bodysuit and just let him wander around a film set. And, Gross. Uh, this, is our, this is our second Christmas episode where we're referencing Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny we do that a lot. DeVito uh, Danny kills Danny. my libido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just, I don't know. Gremlins is one of those movies, like, I love that, like, that old school, like, animatronic, like, actually had to build the creature stuff a lot. Oh, yeah. so it is definitely a movie that has that in it. It's got a nice little... I mean, yeah, it's got a nice little like family togetherness message, and they they get their new pet by the end and stuff like that. So it's cute, I guess. But for the most part, it's just like body comedy. For the most part, like it's not the most child like kid friendly movie on the planet, which is like a lot of eighties kind of Spielbergy. Yeah, stuff. it's Gremlins scared me as a kid. You haven't seen Gremlins? You've never seen Gremlins? Oh. And you were giving me shit this week for not watching South yeah, Park, which South has Park- like eight thousand episodes. Okay. And you haven't watched 90 minutes of Gremlins. I just, well, okay, so this this holiday season, Mark and I are trying to watch some Christmas movies that I've never seen that he considers um, to be classics, my Mark. And one of them is Die Hard, and one of them is Gremlins. Good. I'm glad you'll get to see Gremlins. Gremlins is awesome. It's a fun movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. I was also very freaked out. It's one of those, like, eight, seminal 80s movies. Yeah. It is. You're, you're freaked out about it at your current age? Well, it's. it's well, think about the freak out we just had that took about 10 minutes of our podcast away from us Fair. tonight. So I'm not good with stuff. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah, it's true. Christy isn't isn't big into the scares. I'm yet. getting better at it. Ish. The movie does have a fair number of like little jump scares and stuff like that. And the creature design could be a little off-putting if you're not expecting that particular thing. Like the gremlins are creepy looking in a mm-hmm. certain way. I guess. Yeah. So. Once they got all freaky deaky. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. So Gremlins, when did you first see it? Probably at home. I, my dad was big. We were, we were big mm-hmm. VHS people. So it was one of those movies dad brought home a copy of, or we had dubbed off something or whatever and watched it ad nauseum. I, I have no actual recollection of seeing it for the first. I don't even remember the last time I saw it. I just saw it on a list. I was like, Ooh, yeah, I like Gremlins. I should watch that again. So it's like kind of on my list to see again this year. Cause I think I saw it on Netflix this week. So. Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched Gremlins. I yeah. do have a lot of fond memories of it from childhood, but it's yeah. not one that I've revisited a lot mm-hmm. in my adult life. Yeah, no. So I, I'm I'm planning to rectify that. I, I'm definitely wanna I want to sit down and watch Gremlins at some point in the next couple of weeks before uh, Christmas. Nice. Hits. So all right, but I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm in you. sorry. I should you I should learn to have <laughs> less expectations around me and things. I, it's true i'm a failure you would think i would know like as we we go like into 75 episodes that sorry i'm a disappointment i didn't say i didn't say disappointment you did sorry i'm a disappointment to myself but yeah okay great tim what about you let's see favorite from childhood i ended up coming back to uh mickey's christmas carol so oh yeah yeah, the animated version of Christmas Carol with Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge and Mickey as Bob Cratchit, Goofy as Marley, and it's just like I'm I'm as all of our listeners will know by this point I'm an unabashed Disney nerd, and that those like classic characters really do it for me. I, I'm big fans of all those, and uh, so and they even had like 
characters in there from the Sleepy Hollow, like Mr. Toad movies and stuff like that were built into there too, which was nice. Uh, they had, had, it was Mr. Toad, I think, that plays uh, Fezziwig or. Oh, yeah, totally. Barely plays Fezziwig, but that they have uh, representing Fezziwig. And yeah, just, I I always. Like that, that is probably the first version of A Christmas Carol that I ever saw. Um, and it came out like when I would have been pretty young. It came out in, uh, in 1983. Um, I guess it was like a short that came out uh, with the, uh, the first Rescuers movie. Really? Yeah, it looks oh, like it. it uh, yeah, which I, I didn't realize until now, but um, I, I probably wouldn't have seen it like in the theater. But And it was the first like mickey short that had come out like since the 50s basically as well because it's not particularly long like i think it's yeah it's like under half an hour but uh it's a good introduction to the story uh for kids it sort of glosses over some of the darker like really fucking freaky the future stuff gothic yeah gothic kind of parts i mean it still has some of that like scary future stuff but it's not you know really dark and scary kind of thing and yeah just the and the Willie the Giant where he has like the big spread of everything and uh it's like and we've got uh, pastrami sandwiches and p- with pastnupishes with pistachios with with nuts and stuff like that and yeah I don't know I don't know what else to say about this it's just it's a really sweet take on the story uh, I mean Scrooge McDuck is perfect as oh yeah Ebenezer Scrooge yeah I mean obviously Scrooge McDuck which I Actually, I'm not sure if Scrooge McDuck existed before this or not. I was actually going to ask you that. I was like, is that his first appearance? Because like, it sounds like where they would have. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if not, he's very obviously. No, uh, Scrooge McDuck was created in 1947 by uh, Carl Barks, who was the really well-known comic artist that did a huge number of Daffy Duck or uh, Donald, Donald Duck. Duck cartoons. Yeah, uh, cartoons. But clearly, but that does say even here that he was named after Ebenezer Scrooge. So it just sort of it worked out when they did the movie yeah cyclical when they were like oh well we've got this character called scrooge maybe we should do a christmas carol carol with him and yeah i feel like it worked really well mickey is bob cratchit i think was really good and and i've 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 rewatched that a lot of times over the years i've got like a uh i can't remember what it's called but there's like a I think it's Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas or something like that. Yep. Yeah, where they where they stitch together a bunch of like the classic uh, cartoons with some like interstitials kind of thing and released it on a DVD. And I tend to watch that uh, probably like every year still to this day. Nice. Cute. Yeah. Nice. Well, my favorite uh, kids movie is just going back to Christmas Carol's Muppets Christmas Carol. Nice. Yeah, that one was sure. a little after my childhood but still still great a great version it was my childhood and it was amazing i <laughs> love it it's what began my love of the muppets and like i i used to sing the song constantly much to my father and mother's chagrin like i was obsessed with like, them. which one feels like christmas that one and look uh bless us all the tiny tim one we mm. wish for you yeah and we stand tall. Yeah. But yeah, I was a I was a big fan, big fan of of the Muppets. I thought they were great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just it was so heartwarming, and it was like always our family thing was like that was one we would watch all the time together around the holidays. And I was obsessed with it, so like I always got really excited. It was Muppets Christmas Carol Day. 
That's that's one of my sister's favorites as well. That that is probably one of the ones. I don't know if she'd list that as her favorite, but it would definitely be up there. That's twenty five years old this year. Came out in nineteen ninety two. That makes sense because I'm you know. And Michael Caine still looks Michael exactly Caine. the same as he did then. That makes sense though, because like I'm <laughs> twenty eight, so that would have been coming out right around when I was tiny. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And the the songs to that it has a really yeah. good score and and uh, and soundtrack and the scores to that were or the songs were written by a legendary songwriter. I was hoping you were going to say Elton John for some reason. <laughs> I was like the legendary Elton John. Well, Paul Williams is basically the poor man's Elton John. Mm. I would say, right down to like the the strange shaped face and the weird weird glasses. <laughs> we're Marley and Marley. Are oh God, I hate that one. <laughs> I hate that song. Why? That's the only part of that movie that I don't like. Advantage of the poor. Just ignore the needy. So good. I do love uh, Statler and Waldorf, but I just, those, that particular song just grates me. It grates on me. Everything else about that movie I like. (laughs) That's so funny. I like that one. But uh, yeah, so Muppet Christmas Carol. Also, the Muppets were hilarious. Like Rizzo as, um... Yeah. And Gonzo is Charles Dickens. Rizzo and... had some great comedic beats. Oh my god, <laughs> so funny! Yeah, like when, uh, and then like just the opening, even with like, uh, I love the little mice that are in their little corner. They're just like, please, sir, I want some cheese. It's <laughs> <laughs> even mean to mices. Yeah. Please, sir, I want some <laughs> cheese. It's so cute, and um, just all of it, like it worked so perfectly to have the Muppets do that part mm-hmm. yeah this is muppets at its best it's a good mix of like honoring the original story but still throwing in some of that like muppets flavor yeah. and humor and stuff i like was that also as well. a big fan of muppet treasure island but um you're on your own on that one but tim curry <laughs> i do love tim curry i don't honestly i don't know if i've ever seen muppet treasure island oh, all the way know. through it's quality because that well that that was a little later right like that was oh, when yeah. i was starting to get into like high school and too cool for the Muppets that sort of thing yeah yeah bad for you but yeah, um, it is yeah no so that's uh that's my pull for childhood fave I mean like there's a million we could all say like nice. you know we could all probably pull like except for Mark we could all pull like four or five out of our <laughs> back pockets at any given time yeah my my uh my honorable mentions were the the Rankin Mark's beloved Rankin Bass stop motion animated ones. Oh yeah. Ones. Oh, I hate those so <laughs> I much. I love them. <laughs> In particular, Rudolph and oh, uh, yeah, Frosty. Oh yeah, those are quality. Uh, I want to step on Rudolph. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, then uh, and then Home Alone is the other the other childhood one. That... Home Alone, I could see. Yeah, I could see Home Alone. Yeah. I don't. I haven't. Good old good old John. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I was thinking um, National Lampoons. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, we'll get to my it. other favorite childhood <laughs> one. Just is is Charlie Brown's Christmas. That was isn't yeah. that a TV special though? It is, but like it is a standalone. It blurs the line, right? Because it's it's hard to. I, I had that trouble or that problem both last year when we were looking at this and this year because even if it's one that like may have aired on TV, it's sort of standalone, right? Like it's not like they were putting out episodes of a cartoon yeah. series yeah. of the Peanuts. That's true. Whereas like most of the stuff we talked about last time were like, like Christmas Garfield. episodes. Yeah, of like existing, sh- you know, actual shows that were airing at the time, kind of thing. Like we talked about, like Community, and it's always mm-hmm. sunny and stuff like that. So, um, all right, well, let's go right to the next, the next category, which is what's your favorite B level Christmas movie? So we're talking like, like I said at the beginning, these 
I just thought about Alf again. Um, these are. Um, <laughs> did Alf, did Alf have a Christmas special? But no, I'm sure he did. The beginning of what we were talking about this. Anyway, so um, this is like movies that everybody might not remember, but hold a special place in your heart. They could be crummy Hallmark movies that you just saw, like that were on TV, like every year, pretty much as like Christmas filler. So like that they make like low budget, like fifty thousand dollars on, and it's all like. B-list actors and stuff like that. So, let's go back. Uh, we'll do full circle. Mark, why don't you why don't you give us this? Okay, I had I had no idea what you were talking about, and I still kind <laughs> of don't really. I'm not really sure what you would be talking about in terms of like what movie to pull because I avoid Christmas That's movies. Rude. Like uh, I avoid syphilis. But you've had syphilis. <laughs> so what, what about like the there, there's a lot of good like Christmas horror movies that would probably That's fall true. into that B movie category, like Jack Frost or Krampus or Krampus. Oh, what was the one? Is it like it was a '70s one? Uh, is it Black Christmas? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that would definitely be up in that category. Oh yeah, Black Christmas. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's fun, I guess. It's got Margot <laughs> Kidder in it. Movies Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the worst. Is that what you just said? You're the worst at this. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, we did. Mark got his episode last yeah. week when uh, when we did concerts. So this is the flip side of that. Yeah, coin. this is where Mark's really quiet as opposed to rambling for a fucking hour and a half. So <laughs> about 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 like some the 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 coffee clutch or something yeah, like exactly. that. Some band. Some band. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. So what, what was Black Christmas about again? Um, Give us like uh, a little quick plot. Synopsis. It's Canadian. Yeah, Black Christmas was Canadian. Yeah. Uh, as winter break begins, a group of sorority sisters, including Jess and the often inebriated Barb, Margot Kidder, begin to receive anonymous, li- lascivious phone calls. Initially, Barb eggs the callers on, but stops when he responds threateningly. Soon, Barb's friend Claire goes missing from the sorority house, and a local adolescent girl is murdered, leading the girls to suspect a serial killer is now on the loose. But no one realizes just how near the culprit is. But I think it's one of the sisters is like... Or something like that, or the den mother. I can't remember anymore. No, apparently they never they never do uh, reveal who the actual culprit was. Yeah, I'm bad at this. I don't like Christmas movies, and therefore I don't so, watch them. <laughs> so I'm, I, I I don't. I've never seen this actually. It's one that I probably should have because I'm a horror movie guy. But yeah, on the on the Wikipedia page it says uh, years after release, Black Christmas has received praise from critics and is noted by film historians for being one of the earliest films of its type to conclude without revealing the identity of its villain. Oh, okay. So apparently you never find out who the killer is. Uh, and apparently, and uh, it's also sort of earned a cult following since then. It is because this is like early seventies. It's considered to be one of the earliest slasher movies yeah. as well. Yeah. 1974, uh, right? Like when the movie came out. Yeah. And there was a remake of it uh, about 10 years ago in 2006 as well. Pretty sure that one had Michelle Trachtenberg in it. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. I don't know. Let's see. What do you have to say? Yeah, it did. Uh, Katie Cassidy of Arrow fame uh, and Michelle Trachtenberg and Mary Elizabeth Winstead of, oh shit, what movie has she been in? She's an indie movie uh, what? star. Oh, she was the girl in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She was uh, Ramona Elizabeth yeah. uh, Ramona Flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, uh, and Lacey, Lacey Chabert was in it. Yes. And uh, Andrea Martin. Interesting. Yeah, it's a solid cast for what was probably a pretty shit movie. Well, 2006, most of those people were still kind of like just coming off TV shows. Like, True, true. So, 
Yeah. That was a Weinstein Weinstein production. Oh, shocking. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what about you, Tim? So I had trouble with this one more because most of the Christmas movies that I know and love and watch regularly are not like super unknown ones kind of thing. Um, But the one that, yeah, the one that sort of just jumped into my head, um, which I, I've, I haven't watched much in my adult life, but I do remember watching a lot as a kid is uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. Good. For some reason, for some fucking reason, and I don't know, like looking back, it's one of those things that like, I don't really understand about childhood. Tim is I really latched on to Ernest for some reason. I probably watched Ernest goes to camp like 50 fucking times or more as a kid. Yeah. I, I love the shit. Out of that. You're alone, bud. Yeah. <laughs> are we going? Or do we have more parallel uh, childhood stories here, Mark? Uh, like, no, actually, this is one of those things that, like, I just, it never clicked with me at all. Like, I never got the. Oh, you said I'm, I'm on my own on this one? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't know why. It's just, uh, again, like, looking back on them now, rewatching them, they're not good. Why? They're, <laughs> yeah. It's really, I really question why I like, I mean, I definitely have that like nostalgic catharsis for them kind of thing, but you know, looking at them now, they, they haven't held up kind of thing, but, but yeah, I just, it's, you know, the, all, all those like classic earnest gags, like a lot of slapstick, a lot of like the really close, like uh camera angles where he's talking to Vern, you never actually see. And yeah, just, it's just, I mean, it's like pre Jeff Foxworthy, like redneck humor, basically. Much, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I don't know what it is about Ernest, but uh, I just uh, I I like it. That's so funny. I would never. Like, <laughs> I never would have pictured. I was gonna say Ernest. Um, the Halloween Ernest special was always real scary. No, he had trolls after him. Was that the one where he's like on death row? Is that yeah Halloween? Okay, I saw that. Oh yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. That that one I don't remember as well. But th- this one in particular, like Ernest Goes to Camp was the one that I really liked. Yeah, th- this one is is just, mm-hmm. again, it's not one that I've gone back and rewatched a whole lot. I think I watched it a couple years ago uh, and was just like, I remember this, remember liking this a lot more than I do now kind of thing. It was also filmed in Orlando and a lot of the stuff was filmed like around Disney World and stuff like that. So I guess I probably have some af- affection for it because of that as well. Now I know um, I've seen this movie, but I have no memory of it whatsoever. Because like I'm sure I've seen all the Ernest movies at this point. Because they used yeah. to play on PBS, like yeah, they would be Sunday afternoon movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. When we were kids when we were growing up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I've seen them all. I just have no memory of any of this whatsoever. Yeah. The only one I can remember is something about like him having like a double that's like a serial killer or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember which one it is, but it's definitely like an Ernest movie. Yeah, I recall that as well. I mean, it's, it's movies just are Jim fucking weird. playing another character. And, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But yeah, hey man, he made a career out of it, so good on him, I guess. He did. He he died pretty young, though. Yeah, I, he I died actually, really young. yeah, I looked up not too long ago, um, and he died. Yeah, he died like fifty years old in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, he passed away a long time ago. Yeah, I think, uh, oh yeah, I have lung cancer because he smoked like a fucking chimney. Yeah. Yeah, that's why his voice was the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know that it was Jules Verne was his name, right? J- Jim Varney. Jim Jules Verne was the writer. Yeah. But she, Christy was saying that he was the voice of Slinky Dog in the first two Toy Story movies. Oh, which, yes, right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
but not Toy Story 3 because he was dead. Did they bring the character back? Uh, I don't remember if Slinking Dog was in, was was he in Toy Story 3? I think he must have been. Just no voice? Wow. Yeah, Toy, Toy Story 3 was one of the last movies that he did, apparently. Oh, okay. So we're, I guess it's uh, it's my turn to talk about my favorite sort of B-rated movie. And for me, um, it's Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's a B movie. Come on, man. That's like that should be prime Christmas movie it real estate. Be, but it's you know pretty what? bad. It's not anymore. It's pretty terrible. It, it, when it came out, it was like a big deal because of Arnold, but it has slowly fallen back into the realm of bad Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to ride not a good movie. They're trying to ride those kindergarten cop coattails. Yeah. So like it's just yeah nobody like actively seeks out jingle all the way anymore unless they were like you know they grew up with it like like we did yeah i wouldn't say i grew up with that movie when did no, that come out like 95 well yeah, I, I think that that was that was a little after probably mark my time fair enough yeah let me actually see when i came out yeah it was it was like a, such a fun movie yeah it's got like five on imdb and it came out in 1996 so i would have been yeah we were seven. in high school yeah, we were grade nine. Yeah, whereas Tim and I were in high school, which is like not going to see a uh, a Schwarzenegger Christmas movie. No. I also love that it had, oh my God, what's his name again? I was about to say Shazam, but it's not Shazam. It's in bed. And Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson. Like it was a it was a fun cast. Phil Hartman, too soon, guys. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And then Jim Belushi is like the shitty Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Belushi just always known as the shitty whatever he's doing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Christy, did you just do that thing where you uh assume that there was a Shazam movie starring Sinbad when it was definitely yes! Shaq? No, there was a Shazam movie no. with Sinbad. I remember it. No, I remember no. no, there wasn't. That's, no, there wasn't. That's that is a mass delusion. There is no evidence that that ever happened. I just have it in my memory. <laughs> I remember seeing it when I was a kid. I remember him. In a genie costume, standing on a lawn talking to a kid. <laughs> That's just the way he dressed. Yeah, exactly. Really, you're That's just being just racist. Bad's outfits. You're just being racist right now. <laughs> okay, say what you will, but I'm just like, ooh. So anyway, though, anyway, that just it was. There was so much about that movie that was so '90s, and like, just it had the it had Anakin from Star Wars. It had Jake. Yeah, Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Wasn't like one of the two movies he ever did. Like, didn't he do that in Star Wars and then he quit the business or something like that? Something like that. <laughs> but he now has a really weird goatee. Aw, Phil Hartman. Um, I miss Phil Hartman. Yeah, that's what we were just saying. Who doesn't? I love Phil Hartman. Yeah, me too. Troy McClure. Yeah, he was brilliant. He could have done so many wonderful things. He did so many wonderful things. He did. He, he could have really done did. more. Yeah. Yep. Stupid wife being all crazy. Could you imagine him, like, especially now, like, the way voice acting is? Oh, you know what I mean? God. Like, because he did a lot, like, in his day and stuff, because, like, in The Simpsons and whatnot. But, like, especially now where, like, everything's animated and, like, the, that kind of talent's, like, super in demand. He'd be fucking everywhere. Oh, he would have yeah. owned the industry. So fucking yeah. funny, that guy. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant. But, yeah, so Jingle All the Way. And it just had, like, Terminator Man. Not Terminator Man. Oh, my God. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. And, like, when they dressed up and they were in the parade and, like, Sinbad had to be in like the giant brain thing because he was the villain and all they wanted was for their son to have this turbo man and oh it was so good it was so good and so bad and so good I love those like uh mid-90s Arnold comedy vehicles where like 
they don't even bother to explain why he's like a nine foot tall Austrian guy. He's just like everybody just accepts just that he's there. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's cool. With the fact For some that, like, reason he has a kid that just doesn't have an accent at all. And yeah, exactly. And he's like. His wife's like, like his family's a completely normal family, except for the fact that he's this like six foot and like six monster kind of yeah. thing, just living in town, talking like this all the time. Nobody has a problem with it. Yeah, exactly. Nobody ever has an issue with the fact that Arnold's there. Yep. Makes me laugh. Yep. So I, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now because I wanted to see which of our movies is objectively the worst. And it appears to be. Yep, it's Christie's. Mine's the worst? Yep. Jingle All the Way has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Ernest Saves Christmas has 38%. And Black Christmas, because it's like a cult classic, has like 67%. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm glad that I win. <laughs> you win at liking the objectively worst oh, movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Amazing. Or the one. worst movie by committee, let's say. There you go. But yeah, speaking of worst movies, we'll move on to um, this has not had anything to do with bad segue. But <laughs> is there a movie that you watch because it's tradition to watch? Like you watched it every night with your family, like Christmas Eve with your family um, or like it was something you watched on Boxing Day or Christmas Day. Like what was what was the, the tradition surrounding a movie if you had one? Do you want me to start? Uh, Mark, why don't you go first? <laughs> um, well, this is where I get to talk about my movies, because like these are the two that we watch on Christmas Eve at home. Uh, obviously, we are the most traditional of families, because we get together at my parents' house on Christmas Eve, and usually order takeout, whether that be pizza or Chinese, and drink a lot, and watch Die Hard, and then Scrooged back-to-back. Nice! So that's, our, that's Mark's family. Christmas Eve is a case of beer, and John McClane, and bill murray so nice that's yeah those are my two favorite christmas movies by a long shot probably so yep i love i mean i I think we've talked about i'd link on the podcast my adoration for bill murray and all the things that he does being awesome just being just existing is awesome so that's like bill murray in his prime like i can play a scumbag asshole and make you love me anyway so i love that scrooge movie that's yeah that's such a good movie yeah yeah, that's solid. It was like Groundhog Day, but um, like, wasn't it a few years later? Uh, Scrooge is, I think, is a couple years before Groundhog Day. Okay. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day is like very much the 90s. I think uh, Scrooge is like 88 or 89 yeah. or something like that. Scrooge is 88. Yeah, I think it's like right before Ghostbusters 2. So. It's a Richard Donner movie. Yes, it is. That's true. Richard Donner. There's a lot of big people like... I mean, I can't remember who else. I mean, uh, Karen Allen is the love interest in it. Mm-hmm. Of Raiders of the Lost Ark fame. And... I think is Bobcat Goldthwait in that movie too. Yep, he plays he the is. guy that yeah that uh, yeah the crazy guy that gets fired. Yeah, and Alfre Woodard is in that, and yeah. uh, right. Carol Kane who plays the Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah, so that's what we do on Christmas Eve is get together and watch Die Hard, and then this. So like this year, I bought like Blu-ray copies of them so that we could watch them in high def for the first time. Probably ever because we've been watching like shit DVD copies for the past couple of years. And I was like, I got to watch Die Hard. I'm going to watch it in high def. So I bought the Blu-rays and sent them to my mom's place. They're already there waiting to go for Christmas Eve. So nice. And uh, Danny Elfman did the music for that movie, which is not that surprising. For, it definitely sounds for Scrooge. Like, for Scrooge yeah. 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 It's definitely a Danny Elfman thing. It's got, um, I think some of the creature work is like not Tim Burton's 
not Tim Burton, but like it's part of his, some of his crew are in there or something like that. Like guys who worked on Beetlejuice worked on Scrooge or something hmm. akin yeah, to that. I can't remember anymore. Uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't know what creature house or whatever did the, there, there's some great uh, work in that on terms of like mm-hmm. puppets and effects and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd have to go and look and see, but I, I, I have a, a vague memory of like, yeah, it was that the same group that did some, um, the one that I just talked about that I yeah. can't remember now. So nice. Yeah. That's a pretty solid tradition though. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know when we started doing that. It was as we got older and Christmas started like to just kind of become whatever, you know what I mean? Like we all just kind of come home, like going to grandma's the next day. That was kind of what became the thing. It's like, what do we want to watch? They like, go we'll watch a Christmas movie. I'm like, well, Die Hard is a Christmas movie and I can sit through that. So <laughs> yeah. Let's that's put what Die Hard I, on. Yeah, Art. I've never seen Die Hard. I can't believe that. Like, <laughs> that's still upset. That upsets me physically greatly. I'm really sorry. I'm a like our Christmas was a, a big deal. But I'll uh, I'll get to that when it's my turn. Okay, Tim, how about you? Um personally like ones that there are ones that i like watch every year but there's not ones that i like watch on a specific day every year kind of thing in large part because you know i moved away and i've had so many christmases not not necessarily away from home i've only had one christmas that like where i wasn't like in canada for but because my schedule is always kind of weird around the holidays with all the travel and everything coming home so i don't have any like one movie in particular that we watch like every christmas day or boxing day or anything like that mark actually pulled the one that i would go back to probably most often like i would say pretty much on a yearly basis i'll watch scrooged at some point Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of those ones that i just can't miss every year it's just all the reasons mark talked about like it's a great bill murray performance like it's him at his at his height i love how it's uh, sort of set against the backdrop of like the overblown like live tv production that's just getting like way out of control and just so just becoming like just a total fucking farce of what it's supposed to be and yeah i thought that that i think that that's a really good like juxtaposition and yeah it just has great performances overall It, it has a lot of great comedic beats but also has it has heart to it as well mm hmm that relationship between Bill Murray and Karen Allen is, is a, a pretty genuine and like real, you actually do like feel the love there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and how she sort of brings him around to, you know, at least not hating Christmas kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But besides that, I mean, there are other ones that other people in my family definitely have sort of like Alicia generally will watch uh, nightmare before Christmas, like sometime around Halloween I mean, it's it's both a Halloween and a Christmas movie for us. Fair. What else? I normally, at some point when I'm home over the Christmas holidays, I usually end up having to watch either the the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, at least oh. the first one, if not the other ones as well, or uh, Polar Express. Um, oh. Yeah, my sister in particular, well, my sister really likes the Santa Claus, uh, and my mom and dad both really like Polar Express. Both of those I could totally live without, especially Polar Express and all their fucking like dead-eyed children and shit like that. Oh, the the, the Uncanny Valley in that movie was. Oh. I remember when that movie came out in uh, in theaters. I was working at the movie theater, and like I saw so many upset children leaving the movie, and nobody could really explain why the kids were <laughs> upset. But I'm I'm convinced it's because everybody looked super fucking creepy in that movie. And it just tweaked kids out sometimes, and some of them would start crying and have to leave. Yeah. It was right up there with Blair Wish Project and the vomit. <laughs> Fair enough. 
But oh, yeah, I mean, those, those are ones that uh, I'll usually end up having to sit through just because it's tradition for my family to watch them at some point, but they're not necessarily ones that are favorites of mine. I actually don't mind the Polar Express. Mm. There are parts of it that I enjoy. Like I, I like, I, I love Tom Hanks and he has some great bits in it and, and does a good job of like, you know, all the different characters and stuff like that. But overall it is just, I mean, all the stuff with the kids and their creepy little fucking dolphin teeth is horrifying to me. Oh, everybody's so creepy looking in that fucking movie. I hate mm-hmm. it. I can't. Gross. Like, it's like they blew all their money on making the Tom Hanks characters look good yeah. and look a lot like Tom Hanks that they were like, just like, oh, we have no money left on all these other characters. Let's just go get some shitty old like Pixar dumpster models <laughs> or something like that and use those instead. Like they went digital dumpster diving and on the Pixar lot to get those kids. That's pretty early CGI too. What is it like? Two thousand and four? Yeah, two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Ugh, dodgy, dodgy stuff. That's ten years after Toy Story. You think? That- <laughs> yeah, but Toy Story is all that's CG, crazy. and you're supposed to like they're all toys. So yeah. like that's how you obfuscate the limits of the technology. Yeah. As soon as you do live like real people. Well, Sid wasn't, and like Andy wasn't. Yeah, but they were clearly cartoons. Yeah, like they were clearly like animated. Yeah, films. they weren't trying to make them like photo real or yeah. whatever. Whereas like yeah. the Polar Express stuff, like had that like we're trying to inch towards realism, which in two thousand and four was like not great. So I think yeah. we're still in that. Oh, that was PS two days. So that would have been around. That would have been like the video game equivalent of stuff at that point. Would have been PlayStation two, Xbox, original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hi, honey. Oh, cool. My stuff. Thank you. Oh, you dropped my stuff. <laughs> this is entertaining. Christy doesn't have her webcam on right now, so Mark and I are just having to this is like, imagine yeah, it's like radio. what's happening. It's a radio play at this no, point. Don't put you... Yeah, exactly. no, Mark, I'm recording. <laughs> and I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> oh, my... Mark, yeah. you brought my stuff. Oh, no. Don't put it... Don't, don't, don't put it... Oh... <laughs> He he dropped all my stuff on my face. <laughs> I don't know why he did it's that. It's your stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. No, I actually liked the Polar Express, but I only saw it one time, and the kids are creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. And the elves in it yeah, are, creepy are creepy, too. But Tom Hanks... They're like a little fucking like stormtrooper army of tiny, creepy elves. I did like the Tom Hanks character, though. I thought he was very well done. Like the CGI yeah, and getting I, his face at the time, but now going back, like it CGI movies do not age well, ter- like very much when it's like dependent on realism. Like you were saying with Toy Story, mm-hmm. like it's totally a fantastic movie because it suspended disbelief, you know. Yeah. But and like Jurassic- like most of the Pixar movies hold up because they're stylized, right? Yeah. They're not trying to like make it look like real life kind of thing. And Jurassic Park with its dinosaurs in the first movie, stellar mm-hmm. because. People forget how little CGI is actually involved in that first movie, too, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a lot of puppetry, too, right? Like, there's a lot of animatronics when you get close and stuff, so. Yeah. But they did just enough that, kind of that it wasn't, it wasn't, like, overdoing the CGI, which is the point. Like, yeah. it was still, it wasn't just CGI. And that's why Star Wars was so hard to watch when they remastered it, because the CGI always stands out. It always stands out. Yep. The best mm-hmm. CGI I've ever seen used in a film was when they, you know, with Blade Runner uh, 2049, actually. Yeah. It was up there for sure. Yeah. It would it would be in like my top like top five movies for effects or something like that. I would just say just for CGI, like it was it mm-hmm. was rad. 
There was also a lot of miniatures or bigatures, I should say, I yeah. think that were used in uh, Blade Runner as well. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot less uh, CGI than what you might expect in that as well. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting that movie on Blu-ray and being able to like watch all the like that. That for some reason that is the mm-hmm. movie that I'll watch all the featurettes on. I mean, yeah, I'd be super curious to see how all that was produced and like what yeah. the, the process was of getting all that put together. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's cool. Should I move on to mine? You have sure. anything else to say? My family tradition was that we would watch A Christmas Story, which is one of my absolute favorites. That and Rudolph. We'd watch the Claymation Rudolph. Or not Claymation. Yeah, yeah. it was well, stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah. And it was just, it was the best. Because, like, I, I friggin' love A Christmas Story so much. It's one of my top three absolute favorite Christmas movies. For Shot sure. in my hometown. Is it really? Yeah, Sean St. Catharines. Parts oh, of it. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But like it's got so many iconic Christmas moments, you know, like when Randy can't put his arms down because of the, the coats. <laughs> when he can't get up I or, gotta pee. Yeah, or when he's like drinking milk underneath the cupboard, he's like, Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. <laughs> or like the pink bunny costume, you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> like the Santa when like he gets up there and he's like, football. What's a football? Because he can't remember to ask for his like Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. So excited to be the, the the leg lamp. Oh, the leg lamp fragile. Oh, must be Italian. <laughs> fragile. Yeah. Or like when the Bumpus's dogs come in and eat the turkey, and they have to go get the duck, and they have to cut the head off the duck. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just so many wonderful moments, and the mom and dad are so so good at it. Oh, and when, like, the tongue getting stuck on the pole, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Suck, <laughs> suck, suck. Poor Flick. Oh, and when the bullies, like, um, the laugh, and it's like the Peter and the Wolf music. Because <laughs> he's got that, like, that jerk redhead who's, like, just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, God. It's like Titus from Final Fantasy X. All right. I'm going to make my admission for the episode. I'm pretty sure I've, I I don't think I've ever actually sat through all of a Christmas story in one shot. I'm fairly certain I've seen the whole thing in bits and pieces over the years. Oh, Tim! Because it's one of those ones that I didn't, we didn't have like growing up for whatever reason. I don't know exactly why. It's probably about the right time for it to, for me to have watched it growing up. But yeah, we just never had it. And so like I ended up watching it like later on and like I would see it on TV and I'd watch like, you know, I'd come into it like half an hour after it already started or I'd have to leave halfway through it kind of thing. And so I don't think I've ever seen oh, it all the, thing, all the way it's through. so good. Yeah, that might be the one that I need to uh, remedy yes, this year. Yes, please. It's so good. The narrator is brilliant. Like I can't, it's, oh, it's so good. You got to watch it. <laughs> gotta watch it it does have like the main thing that i seem to sort of enjoy in christmas movies which is like a nice balance of like sarcasm and and humor and it's not just straight up like oh it's christmas everything is amazing kind of yeah. thing like it's a little more realistic i'm trying to think what the one quote is that makes me that you just made me think of oh what's it what is it oh, he's talking about the leg lamp it's like the glow of electric sex that's what it is <laughs> Nice. Oh, yeah, here we go. Only one thing in the world could have dragged me away from the soft glow of electric sex gleaming in the window. <laughs> when he's like waiting for, the, he's listening to the radio and it's like, um, he gets his decoder ring and has to like, 
decode the the secret message from Little Orphan Annie. It's just don't forget to drink mm-hmm. your Ovaltine. Yeah, <laughs> he's thinking it's going to be all oh important. God, and so funny. Or, yeah, you gotta watch. Needs it. to help her solve the mystery or whatever. Yeah, drink. Like I said, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all these bits. I've just never seen the whole thing front to back. Commercial. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh, you'll love it. Who did the Oh, who did the uh, narration on that? I feel like it was a pretty big name. Maybe I'm making this up. Whenever somebody talks about this movie, my first memory of it is that it's like narrated by Ron Howard. Like no. it's Arrested Development. <laughs> no, that's just because I'm crazy and want it to be Arrested Development because I hate this movie with a like fiery passion. What? Oh, I can't stand that movie at all. It was Gene Shepard. Yeah, that, oh, I don't know. Why can't you stand it? I just don't like this is the one that like I this is where a Christmas movie is like I can't blah. I don't know it, 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 I've never liked that movie never like I never like even as a kid I was like oh I don't like it I don't like it I always felt like long and kind of boring really <laughs> yeah well, he's yeah. an elf he was one of the head elves yeah are you really surprised that Mark is not into a Christmas movie <laughs> I guess not <laughs> sorry guys it just depresses me. Because it's so good. (laughs) I love it so much. You don't seem diehard, though. (laughs) Apparently, TNT aired like a 24-hour marathon of this movie between like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for many years. Wait, maybe. Let's see. It looks like they still do that to this day. (laughs) Both Turner, uh, TBS and TNT both just broadcast a Christmas story on like a fucking 24 hour loop. That fills me with a lot of joy. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> I have a lot of joy in my heart because of that comment right now. There's... I have I have less joy in my heart because nope. of that comment. I'm, Is that I'm filled with what? Mount, a large amount of joy? What before you held TBS and TNT to much higher regard than that, Mark? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's quality movie and you're dead inside. So. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Dead inside. They remade Flatliners. <laughs> oh my god! What are you even Our looking at? Okay, back. we got to wrap this up soon because we're we're excuse me coming up on two hours. So um, let's uh, let's get this last question out of the ballpark, which is just what's your all time favorite Christmas movie and why? Mark, you seem like you're real invested. So let's just let's just get let's get it out. <laughs> Let's pull this band-aid off here. <laughs> die Hard. Die Hard, is, die Hard is the obvious answer to this question. Die, die Hard is the ultimate. No. Die Hard is the ultimate <laughs> Christmas movie. It's got everything you could possibly want in it. There's explosions, explosions at Nakatomi Plaza. Plaza. Alan There's Rickman. Shootings. Alan Rickman's in there. There's Bruce Willis being Bruce as Bruce Willisy as Bruce Willis gets. Yeah. That is peak Bruce Willis for sure. Willis. Well, you guys didn't think he was his most Bruce Willis's on like look who in Look Who's Talking? Oh, he's the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. John Travolta and Christy Allen. Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Whatever. My mom met her once in a Disney store and she was very rude. I'm shocked by that. (laughs) Yeah. Die Hard is the best movie. It could be one of the best movies of all time. But in terms (laughs) of Christmas, it is definitely the best Christmas movie of all time. What's its competition? Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon is the only thing that comes close. To die I hard know. at Christmas. I gotta say, I haven't seen Lethal Weapon either. What the hot holy shit is happening with your life? We should stop doing the podcast. You should go watch movies. Hot holy. <laughs> Gross. 
I've seen both of these movies. They're not, neither of them are movies that I go back to like really regularly, but I can appreciate them both. Yeah. Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Ho, ho, ho. I haven't seen now Lethal I have Weapon shotgun. in ages. Uh, yeah. God damn it, Christy. If you're going to do it, at least quote it right. No, I have a shotgun. Ho, ho, ho. Is that right? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I, have, so, a, uh, I have a Glock. Ha ha. Episode. That time. Episode's over, right? Is that what's going on? I should stop <laughs> yeah. recording. The uh, podcast is over. Mark, yeah. Mark's quitting. Yeah. He always quits around and Christmas. I, I quit the podcast. <laughs> Again. Again. You're a mean one, Mr. Ouellette. I'm not a, I'm not a Grinch. I just don't like, go crazy for Christmas. You are <laughs> You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as a new Mr. Mark. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the rest of the episode. You're a monster. Christy, Christy singing. Mr. Mark, yes, you are. Your arm <laughs> empty hole. Your brain some of the is later full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Mark. Given that something is a snick, stank, stunk. I don't know. Mark, you're gonna have to just stop no, her. Cool. You're just uh, gonna. Have to... <laughs> She's the host. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> just keep talking about. Yeah. So tell, tell her that you're here to tell her nope, that you're here to uh, talk about Die Hard and chew bubble gum, and you're all at a bubble yes. gum. Oh, do you ha- do yeah. you also have a gun that you can shoot the ho ho? Oh, bubble gum! Jesus! <sighs> can we move this along? <laughs> I think we need to move this along. Oh, y- yippee Kaye, m- my mother man. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yuck, yuck. I'm here for the rodeo, motherfucker. Just, just so you know, you're not having seen Die Hard <laughs> is not going to... My mom's not going to appreciate that either. Well, so. Karen loves me, so well, she'll just encourage gonna me disappoint to watch it. Karen. You're going to disappoint Karen. Uh, I think Karen will be okay with it. And if she's not, no. I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> I'll work on it. I expect you to have seen Die Hard by next year's Christmas episodes. Um, well, it helps that they're on the Eiffel Tower, right? That's where this place place in in, in Paris. You're, you're making Mark so sad. Yeah, yeah, so he climbs the Eiffel Tower and he's like, oh, here you go, Hans Gruber. I'm going to throw you off the Eiffel Tower. Good thing this all happens on New Year's Eve. Ah, <laughs> uh, So, Tim, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? I've killed Mark. Uh, Mark, Mark, it's okay. I think I'm about. I might be about to get revenge on Christy Why? by stealing her number one Christmas movie, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, number one Christmas movie. Okay, but you you said that we were going to talk about it later, and that's why I thought yeah, it, might it was be. super good. But we haven't yet. No. So yeah, but that's that's my uh, all time favorite. It has a great balance of like heart and humor and and and. Chevy just Chase. Amazing, amazing Chevy Chase. Oh, well, so yeah, it's the best. It's by far the best of the vacation movies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It might even be my favorite, like, Chevy Chase movie overall. Like, I'd have to. Uh, come on, Fletch. To... Fletch is amazing. Uh, I never. I, I've watched Fletch a couple times, but yeah. I love that. Uh, or. Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> That's the thing is, is it it plays into so well. Like at a time when a lot of the movies that were coming out were like very much like sanitized. Like oh my god, Christmas is so great and beautiful and everything is perfect. It was like very much not that we give sanitized merry christmas shitter was full yeah that's one of my favorite parts <laughs> is eddie out in the front lawn 
fucking pumping his sewage from his RV into the gutter with the tuba version of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep. Right. Merry Christmas! Shitter was full! So funny. Uh, Andy Quaid? If that's that's yep. who's playing that, right? Randy Quaid. Oh, good old crazy Randy Quaid. Yeah, but like, there's so many good bits from that movie. Like, at the start where... Clark is like sucking up to all the yes men walking past. He's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, kiss his ass, kiss his ass, or kiss your ass, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the rant at the end where he just like goes off the fucking deep end when uh, he finds out that they got the jelly of the month club oh, oh, yeah. for their Christmas bonus that year. Yeah, and he's like, I want to, I want my boss here right now so I can tell him what I like. I won't do it justice, but. Just he just fucking goes off and goes off and he's like, Hallelujah! Where's the holy shit? Where's the Tylenol? Because <laughs> we've all been there on Christmas, like where it just gets too much, and you know you're dealing with crazy, insane fucking family members and just dreaming of his pool. Yeah, the oh yeah, Phoebe. No, is it not Phoebe Cates? That's, That's uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, no, Beverly D'Angelo. I'm I'm talking the the woman woman from the lingerie counter oh, yeah. that. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That he's he's imagining in the pool that yeah. throws her bathing suit at him, and oh. yeah, I love it when they're getting the Christmas tree and their daughter's eyes are frozen. <laughs> yeah, she'll look at it later, Clark. Her eyes yeah, are frozen. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and then they yeah they get the tree that's just way too fucking huge for their house, and they open it up and the squirrel. It just yeah, there's the squirrel, <laughs> and like they have to cut off four feet of it to get it to fit in the house, and. It's, Little full, a lot of sap. Oh my and god! His just... hands are sticking to the <laughs> newspaper. <so> yeah, <laughs> so many little things in that movie. Yeah, exactly. It's got so many just amazing, amazing gags, and Chevy Chase just sells it all so well because he does. I mean, his his like physical comedy is so good. His timing and verbal comedy is just amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, the turkey. Yeah, <laughs> she cuts into it and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that panning shot around the table where everybody's just like gnawing on it or like throwing it over their shoulder or like soaking it in the water or whatever in order to actually like get it down kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's true. It's phenomenal. And the, the dog under the table that's hacking on a bone. And it's like that is the closest like sort of realistic depiction of Christmas to me is, you know, shit goes wrong. Just go with it and enjoy it. And. Oh, and his fucking like light display. I love that. Oh, the, him setting up the lights is like a classic bit. That's yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> or where, where he uh, where he staples his arm to the roof yeah. a couple times, and then uh, and is like falling off the roof and loses the ladder. And yeah, just nobody really does like that level of amazing like physical comedy anymore. Like you look at this generation's like attempts at those kinds of movies, like what Christmas at the Cranks or whatever, and just not the same fucking hate ben stiller too so yeah no (laughs) no yeah so that is my my favorite christmas movie of all time is national lampoon's christmas vacation Mm -hmm. it's a quality pick my favorite of all time i'll let you guys do do you have any guesses it's pretty pretty lame love actually yeah you got it oh yeah yeah that makes sense i love it that's my dad's favorite maybe my dad's favorite my dad's favorite and he thinks your dad's yeah, we've had this conversation before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. I love, 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 actually. It's so feel good. And it's so beautiful. And it's so beautiful and sad. And like, oh, I think I've talked about, oh, 
Um, yay, bingo doubler. Um, I think I've talked about it before. <laughs> Did you get more scratch cards? Yeah. I just want to point out, this is like two weeks in a row he's giving you scratch off cards. Like, I know, are, you turning, are you turning into one of those little old ladies that just does scratch tickets now? <laughs> yes. Is that... Were these people? I used to play a lot of scratch cards when I worked at a convenience store. They're fun. <laughs> I won twelve dollars last week. Then I spent it wait, on more scratch wait, cards. Tim, you were yeah, a exactly. <laughs> what? You were a clerk? Yeah, I was a clerk. That Tim, was my first job. First job ever. Really bad, Chrissy. You got to watch those movies. Yeah, I watched Mallrats. You got to watch cl- Clerks and Chasing Amy now. I've seen Chasing Amy. You should probably watch them again. Clerks. Okay, I will. <laughs> Anyway, love actually. Love actually. And uh, that scene like with Emma Thompson when she discovers that her husband Alan Rickman's character didn't bring her mm-hmm. the necklace and it's the Joni Mitchell CD and she's just in the the bedroom like trying to hold back tears cuz they have to go to the pageant but she like realizes that he's been having an affair. It's so yeah. powerful and the score was so perfect for that movie and just the Hugh Grant dance and just so much of it was just so good. The and like the cast, Liam Neeson with his like son-in-law or his ne- his uh yeah son-in-law no no his adopted son like ah uh, yeah what are you doing? His uh, isn't it like his dead wife's son or whatever? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. But I three and a half hosts, folks. Yeah, three and a half hosts. <laughs> Knock that off on your bingo card. Speaking of bingo, but <laughs> the visual bits, but <laughs> I think we definitely hit some bingo today. But yeah, no, I just, I recommend Love Actually. I've talked about it before on the podcast and we're already over two hours, so hopefully Mark can cut it down, but we should probably just end that here. Um, unless you guys have anything else you want to say about Christmas movies and Christmas fun and la 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 la. No, I think, think we've covered all of my sort of standbys i think the only one i think that is watched pretty heavily in my family that we haven't talked about is the uh like 90s version of miracle on 34th street my sister fucking loves that movie and i like that story uh, that version of it it's really sweet you know with well what's the dude's name i can't remember now jimmy stewart in the original right no it's not the it's not the original version it's like the 90s version with uh with the girl that played Matilda yeah. as, oh, okay. uh, as the young girl. Yeah. yeah. That's uh Miracle on 34th street is my, like the one that I have not seen the whole way through ever. Really? I know that's not going to surprise anybody. But yeah. I just, I, yeah. I just, I like anytime it's on, I will find anything else to pay attention to. For that, <laughs> You're so. like, Oh, I hate this. Yeah. My mom much. watches, my mom watches the lot, of, a lot of the classics. Like she loves like classic movies, um, so she watches a lot of like Turner classic movies and stuff like that. So she'll watch like stuff like Holiday Inn and White Christmas and like the the Bells of St Mary's and uh, It's a Wonderful Life is one that never really is isn't really too big in our family. I've okay. never um, watched It's a Wonderful Life all the way through. I don't think I've seen that one all the way through either. Oh, I've definitely seen It's a Wonderful Life all the way through, and that that one is another one that is is actually a pretty well made like piece of film on its own kind of thing like okay. it's it's very well written and very well shot for its time and the performances are pretty solid so that that one i think is worth seeing just because it is like sort of a piece of film history mm. i think that's the one i was thinking of miracle on 34th street i know i like i know i've never seen either of them uh the whole way through but i think i've at least seen most of the black and white one yeah yeah 
But yeah, the the 94 one is how can you go wrong with Rit- Richard Attenborough as Santa? Oh, I forgot that was Richard Attenborough. Yeah. John Hammond playing Santa brings all the little kids dinosaurs. Wait a minute. He's David Attenborough's brother. He is, yes. <gasps> that's correct. <laughs> we, just, we just blew Christie's mind. <laughs> oh my God. D- Dylan McDermott, that's who I was thinking of. Dylan McDermott played the, the male, not male lead, but the male love interest. And Mara Wilson played uh, the daughter. Oh, the Attenborough brothers are so talented. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, sorry, we. Sorry. <laughs> I got distracted by how great the Attenboroughs are. Put your crack away. It's disgusting. Anyway, let's end the episode on talking about my Mark's butt crack. So that's the most Christmas thing there is. So um, butt cracks <laughs> come down chimneys. Put it away. It's like five inches long. Anyway, hanging out. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh. Ugh, anyway, it's all Portuguese and hairy, too. There's so much hair. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ew, gross. Anyway, thanks well, for listening, listeners. Well, I was going to tell my mom to listen to this episode. This was going to be such a nice, like, family-friendly, pretty much, like, Christmassy, and now we're talking about <laughs> five to seven-inch butt Port- cracks. Portuguese wings. Portuguese butt cracks. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to episode 74. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Oh, yeah, Portuguese gremlins. That's what I was trying to think about telling you earlier. <laughs> Portuguese gremlins. Oh, fuck. What was that Wait, from again? What, what? Community. That's from Community, yeah. Yeah, the Portuguese yeah. gremlins. Oh, we saw that yesterday. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, that was so funny. I was trying to think about that because I was like, oh, what, what was it from? I can't like bring it up if I don't know what it's not, if I don't know what it's from. But yeah, okay. We're going to end the episode there, though. Watch Portuguese Gremlins. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening to episode uh, 74 of Dance Robot Dance. You can find us on all our social media stuff. We're at Facebook at Dance Robot Dance Podcast. Don't forget that good old backslash. We talk a lot on Facebook, so please comment and like us there and uh, give us a rating on, on iTunes if you feel like it. For everyone who shares, I'll share the podcast. Um, <laughs> for everyone who gives us a four or five star rating i'll share the podcast and we also have twitter we are drd underscore podcast there and we have our gmail account but i'm not even gonna bother saying it because if you really want to email us like you'll find a way we don't check it very often <laughs> but anyway and we're just dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. anyway um thank you so much for listening we'd love to hear what your stop waggling your butt crack i'm trying to close the episode out <laughs> I rate this. Jesus Christ. He's like, I rate this episode five Portuguese butt cracks out of five possible Portuguese butt cracks. Anyway, gross. Um, that's, we love- that's a stamp of approval I do not want. No. <laughs> we, we'd love to hear your answers to our questions, what your favorite Christmas movies are, um, what you grew up watching, what was your tradition, what's your favorite B-list kind of movie, and uh, what's your favorite of all time. Tell us why. We'd love to talk about Christmas with you, especially Mark. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> We're going to say goodnight. Goodnight from Mark. Good night, Bah humbug. Ho, 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 bitches. Good night, Tim. Good night and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and God bless us, everyone. Wow, he stole my uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Our love is found. <laughs> Our love is found. Da, 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 da. Oh, Muppets, they get me every time. So good. Or I could just do the Charlie Brown. Ooh.
Ooh. <laughs> so good. Anyway, good night, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>